views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm telling you, get ready. Get all fired up right now. We got a great show for you today. And I'm Dr. Pat. I am Jonathan Leidick. Listen, everyone, think about this. Where human noise ends and the clarity of nature begins. Now, I know you have a sense of what I'm saying right there for a moment. When human noise ends... Now, if we were to get super quiet here in this studio, there's a light that usually goes on behind Jonathan. It's a yellow deal. I don't know if, Benny, we got that old school light anymore. Do we still have we the old don't. school? We don't. We removed that. Did you remove it? Was it was too old school. We were like, bye. Oh, my gosh. It was so much fun, though. <laughs> I know. So in moments of quiet, that there'd be that yellow light. That would just be crazy. It was basically no audio censored light. No so, audio censored. Right. Like, mm-hmm. only after a couple of seconds, though. It wasn't like an hour or uh, something. I think it started like around eight seconds. It's, eight it's, seconds. Yeah, pretty much. So imagine this. We are so programmed that eight seconds of silence causes an amber alert to happen in a studio. Well, wait, wait, wait. Oh, not an amber alert. Like, just the light. It's a yellow flash. light. I know, but it's not like, you know, I'm, I've gone lost or you've gone lost. It's it's not, we're not taken. gone I'm lost. making sure everyone understands. Yeah, not that kind of amber alert. <laughs> But it's a yellow alert, which flags everything, mm-hmm. because what happened? there's a reason for the yellow yeah. light. Mm-hmm. The yellow light is to say, uh-oh, something wrong. There's no audio to there's the transmitter. No the transmitter says, hey, where are you? Oh, where are we? And it's coming back to us saying, you're off the air. Right, you're off the air. But we're not. And, and if you're FCC regulated, you're off the air. Mm-hmm. Benny has to go into his protocol. <laughs> has to go into his protocol. But thank goodness that we do not have in our, and we really don't, you're going to hear from Jonathan today as to how this is true. We don't have that yellow light. We impose that yellow light. We impose a sensor that says to us, if we're quiet and we're appreciating the quiet of nature, how dare we do that? How dare we take time to be quiet enough to get the clarity that we were meant to have. Now, I know you I know you all listening to this show. I know you're feeling what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. Because this morning you did, what, your 22-minute meditation? And I give you a lot of credit for that 22-minute meditation. But then there are some of us that did our 22-second meditation. I actually have a meditation chair. Jonathan is going to tell you, and this is why I'm so excited, What is it that we get to say yes to in life? Do we do it? Do we have this glorious plan that we create for ourselves? All the planets line up. We simply go from point A to point B to point C like this straight line. Or do we we look at things as they show up in life and ask ourselves what else is possible here? Today's show is about that. 
I am so thrilled to, you know, have Jonathan join us here today to talk about life as an adventure. You're going to be hearing about his journey, his story, what he loves to do, what calls him to do it, and what it means in the day and age we live in to live life fully, and how this is not simply for the handful of people that you think maybe have a lot of money and really don't have busy jobs, but it's really our birthright. Jonathan, Jonathan, thank you. Thanks for joining me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Pat. I want to start out by asking you this question. You know, I, I did a brief introduction because I think it's important to, for folks to hear your story. But as you really tell us a bit about it, I want to ask you one question. I know who you are a little bit. Given all that you're doing out in the world, adventures, 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 what are some of the challenges and what are some of the obstacles that you personally had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Wow, that's a, thanks for starting with a really easy question. Um, <laughs> that is, that what, is where else would I start She's given what you've done that. in the yeah, world? What I had to do was I had to retrain myself to learn how to be a child again. Mm. I had to let I had to create experience of my life. I had to gain confidence. I had to learn humility and I had to just put out every single day the best I possibly could. And mm-hmm. what I had to do, though, was I had to let go of the outcome. Mm-hmm. I had to let go of the finality. Right. I just had to concentrate on the quality of the process of how I do things. And really what I did didn't matter in the end. Mm-hmm. And so once I got that and this is a 43 year process. Right, right. I get it. So really, I had to go back. I had to wade through growing up in the United States in a hyper connected, globalizing world in the mid 70s and early 80s. And transcontinental travel was becoming normal. Mm. And my little mountain town where I grew up in Evergreen, Colorado, yeah. it, it went through a transition where the beat up old Ford trucks and with the ranchers spitting their tobacco out the window was getting it replaced with Lexuses and bankers yeah. from downtown Denver coming into the mountains, right, to live that John Denver, Rocky Mountain high, mm-hmm. but still connect to Denver on a daily basis. And so what I found was that I got... um I had to relearn. I had to figure out what my heart was saying to me and what my life was. Why was I so rebellious in school? Why was I so capable of getting straight A's and getting straight F's? Why did I have that? And why was I just not believing that being a sheep and doing what was predestined for me, it just wasn't the answer. Mm -hmm. And Patagonia became the the answer for me at a very young age and that it wasn't a place it was in the beginning it was a superficial place a name an icon an enigma right a history an unknown but it was exactly that about patagonia that drew me that so little was known and so really from a young age at 13 years old i decided that i needed to go back in developmental time and i needed to get to the place on the planet where There were no more humans Mm -hmm. where I could finally start taking steps into wilderness that had never been trodden on by human feet Mm. so that I could get to know zero development from a human standpoint Mm -hmm. and 4.6 billion years of development on a planetary scale, Mm. 5 billion or let's go. Yeah. You know, people ask me all the time, Jonathan, they ask me, 
why radio, Pat? And I shared a little bit about the story. I, I didn't choose radio. It, it, it chose me. And I bet you get asked the same questions. Why Patagonia? I mean, for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense in some strange way, even though I know very little about it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we're called. And it's hard to explain what called means in a logical, linear way. I want to ask you about the, the, let's just call it the spiritual nature of this. Because this is, to me, when we're looking at, and spiritual is defined in many ways. You know, not necessarily in the way of religion, but it's in the way of connection. What is it about your heart that was so connected to this adventure. Well, I to tell you the truth, I had no idea right. what it was. And and this is just a every day I learn what it is. Mm-hmm. I learn what that connection is. Mm-hmm. Like why am I drawn towards Patagonia? It's gone through a a twenty eight year transition now, or now a thirty plus year yeah. transition since I was thirteen years old. My mother gave me a map and I defined Patagonia as the place on the planet where there was no human right. infrastructure. It was the largest piece of land around the northern Patagonian ice field that had the least amount of names, the least written about it in the public library when we used to go down to the library and check yeah, out yeah. books. And, um, and so when I got there, it was that place of the unknown. And so really, to me, it's a daily discovery. And, so I, and I'm so proud to be able to say that after 20 plus years of living in Patagonia, every single day I still wake up and I... I smile, I am grateful, and I say, what am I going to learn today Mm -hmm. about myself? Yeah, and you're also, though, sharing with people. See, this is the other part of this. Totally. It's been one thing for me to be, oh, yeah, like I'm doing a radio show and sit in my closet and, like, do a radio (laughs) show. Talking to yourself? Right, exactly. I do enough of that. Yeah, yeah, I do too, actually. (laughs) Uh, True confessions. But, you know, the other part of it, though, is... There was this thing that started to take on a life of its own for me. And I I wonder if it was the same for you, where once I said yes to this and I took a step towards it, it started to grow and expand. And I wanted to share it with other human beings. How did that happen for you? Because you do share this now, right? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, it's it's that continual life rodeo of riding the the confident bull with humility. Mm. You know, it's really balancing that humbleness of being just awed by how small and insignificant we are. Mm-hmm. But the confidence with which we we wake up and say, I have something really special. And when I share and I get out there and I turn, I, I create utilities out of my knowledge by sharing it with others, I actually enable wisdom to be created. Mm. And that is an ultimate goal of a driving force with me inherently brings in that sharing process. But Mm. my sharing is a really different scale. You know, the sharing in the United States, I find nowadays is, you know, I can pencil you in for a five minute talk or let's get grab coffee on the way to. And where my sharing happens is I pick you up at the airport at the end of the continent and we're going to go 33 straight meals together. Yeah, We're going to live together, wake up together 10 straight days together. Mm. Right. And so my sharing gets um, past the, oh, let me slip into something more comfortable and be my best self forever. No, it is how quickly can we just shed all that external layers and share as people, right? Let's break down that barrier of 
you're a client, I'm a guide. Enough of that. Okay, it is. That's just intrinsic in our capacities. Yeah. So we, when we enable ourselves without the externalities of, oh my God, I got to two o'clock, I got to get out of here, or I got to pick the kids up at soccer, or, you know, got to get, oh, robotics class, oh my gosh. Um, when we get rid of that noise and that busyness, and mm-hmm. we, our, our sharing is breakfast, lunch, dinner, poop well, sleep well every day. That's our five goals, the base of human existence. It leaves us an incredible amount of free time. So that free time is really uncomfortable. That free time is the alarm going off in the studio when the yellow light comes on when it's silent. Like, uh, uh, Houston, we've got a problem. We've got the yellow light. I'm so uncomfortable with this silence. Right? So it's that sharing of the entire human experience that really draws me in. I'm not a half-day raft guide anymore. I did that for a long time. Uh, Hi, my name is Jonathan. Let me make you laugh for 45 minutes. Thanks for the tip. See you. Mm-hmm. Bye. It was just so superficial. It was incredible for the economy. It produced a lot of jobs, right? And we yeah. could bang them in and bang them out and buy the ha- McDonald's hamburger, you know, a million served an hour. Yeah. But I just, I didn't, that was just not sharing for me. It is a way of sharing, right? For a lot of people, that's all they get as an opportunity. But really, when I share, I share for 10 days, 12 days, 14 days. Where you're outside of your comfort zone and your, your only comfort zone is your mental capacity as a group to join together and to utilize everything you have so that you get to this place in your mind where what there is is the best that exists. What there is is the best that exists. And when you accept that, you free yourself to enjoy that free time, to allow our creative selves to become comfortable sitting around the campfire. Right. To understand the creaks of the trees when they blow through these adiab- adiabatic winds. Right. Mm. These foon, these just expansive, mm-hmm. high velocity nuclear, you know, winds that come off of the Andes. Right. You understand the creaking of it and you become comfortable in that. And so you actually are becoming comfortable with yourself. Yeah. And when you finally get there. That's when real sharing like profoundly impacts you and transforms you. Yeah. I want to talk about this when we come back from break and that um, when I went on my first vision quest in 1987 with the woman that I, excuse me, 1997, with the woman that I didn't, I, I mean, the word guide never came in my consciousness. I know you have to say it. Yeah, sometimes. But people, <laughs> right. But it's really different than that. This is a woman that became my mentor. And then I, in fact, you know, was part of her council to take others out. Ten days, high desert of California. My first one. And, and this, this is why I want to talk about this when we come back. Once you experience what you just described, you're not the same. And I don't mean you're not the same because you have a different shoe size or, you know, maybe you're going to get your hair done or, I I don't know, maybe you put on a few pounds. You're not the same at the soul level. Things will shift. We're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to also let you know how you, too, can have an adventure like this and why it's important. And more importantly, what is it about your life that you're so uncomfortable with? that the hunger for this kind of adventure just won't let go of you. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.
Brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the Rad Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com, that's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206 970 to see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716. Or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Live your magnificence. For the love of joy is a precious gift offered to us by Robert Schoenfeld, host of the Art of Powerful Living Radio. He takes us on an incredible 30-day adventure to expand our minds and hearts with the nectar of life, love, and joy. This book will help you bring more joy, love, health, abundance, adventure, romance, and magnificence into your life. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Are you traveling most of your day? Do you want to take Transformation Talk Radio with you anywhere you go? Well, guess what? There's an app for that. Just go to the App Store on your Apple device or the Google Play Store on your Android and search Transformation Talk Radio. Catch all of our live shows no matter where you are. Thanks for listening. Discover the healing medicine from the giant monkey tree frog, Cambo. Cambo practitioner Ginny Rutherford and professional psychic Todd Rolson have come together for lively discussions of alternative healing medicines from the Amazon. Ginny and Todd bring you Cambo Talk Radio. Tune in each Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific to hear from guests all over the world with real life stories and the medicinal benefits of Cambo. For more information, visit CamboKiss.com. When he first came to the mountains, his life was far away, on the road, hanging by a song. But the strings are... Oh, Benny, you make me want to sing. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm Dr. Pat. 
I am Jonathan Leidick. And Jonathan and I are here to talk about life's choices for me. And what does that mean when you have a choice? You have a choice. You have a choice. You get up every day. You make a decision to get up every day. You go to a job. You're making a decision to do that. And sometimes things happen in life and you think you don't have that decision-making power, but we really do. Are you ready to look at your life as an adventure? And are you ready to find a way to do that? You know, I was sharing, Jonathan, with you during the break that I had the honor of taking a 10-day trek in the high desert of California with a woman that had done this uh, for 30 years to people. Leave all your belongings behind. You don't live in a tent. We had a tarp. You don't have any of those things. This was your vision quest, ultimately ending up with three days, just water, and that's that's. But it did provide me with that, that silence you're talking about. And it's so difficult to explain to people. But you now open this beautiful landscape up to people. So I want to make sure that we don't get to talking here and we forgot to tell fo- we forget to tell folks how they can find out more about this so that they too can have an adventure that might just change their lives. That's right. Yeah, it sure can. Mm-hmm. You know, you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink. You That's know, so true. For, for us to really like, you know, open this up, we we work on a very very small exclusive scale because I I like to divide myself the least number of times right. possible. <laughs> Right. I actually found that enough is enough is right. is enough. Right. And I actually find a lot of happiness in that. And so this area is so special that we open up the the numbers of people that we invite into this area, which is the northern Patagonian ice field. It's the world's third largest continental ice sheet on the planet. And it's the most temperate of the 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 ice fields. And so it's so it's it's so close to the equator that it's temperate, which means it's zero degrees. And so it really is like also a canary in a coal mine uh-huh. for climate's effects on glaciers. And before I ever got there, the human history goes back only 80 years into these valleys um, where, where I live now and where I, I enjoy sharing these treks and these experiences with. And really, you know, you say adventure and I think we kind of take adventure as like a it's a it's a it's a word that means a lot. But in the end, what adventure is, is embarking on something you don't know the, the end result mm-hmm. of. Uh, so mm-hmm. in a way, it's kind of like life. Come mm-hmm. live life with us because we don't really know what the end result of life mm-hmm. is going to be. And so um, what we did, we built a 10-day hut-to-hut trail on the northern Patagonian ice field. And we're the only ones that can walk it. Wow. So we own the, the, some of the real estate on the way in and the way out. And mm-hmm. we also work with the National Park System um, with an exclusive commercial concession inside the National Park, UNESCO World Biosphere Reserve. And we, we share it with 111 tourists or guests every year from around the world. They've come from 47 different countries to walk with us. Um, we also share it with 111 local students. So for every guest that comes from around the world to be a tourist in, yeah. in, um, in quotes, um, we share that with a local student to get to know their backyard with a curriculum based on experiential education and the hydrologic cycle of Patagonia. 
The other people that we share it with are scientists from around the world because it is the canary in the coal mine in a mm-hmm. lot of ways for mm-hmm. climate research, what's going on with freshwater, saltwater balance, the health of our planet, and the natural harnessing of energy and how it flows through water and how that affects us as humans. And so we work with a lot of scientists from around the world measuring these these climactic effects on these glaciers, which gives us a great ability to see the past, understand the present, to therefore hopefully someday kind of understand and prepare for the future and how that looks in a dynamic fashion. Mm-hmm. I, uh, what I love about this, and for those of you out there, you can find out more. Why don't, why don't I make sure I give you a website? Because, it, you know, we, we can talk about it, but, you know, this is breathtaking for you to see. If you go to PatagoniaAdventureExpeditions.com, you can find it or go to the Dr. Pat Show.com or TransformationTalkRadio.com and just click on, click on Jonathan's picture. That, <laughs> that is the best way to, you could click on mine. It's all part of the same thing, but it'll get you here. Um, I learned, I'm a girl from the Bronx, you know, I was telling you I moved out here to the Mm -hmm. Pacific Northwest Mm -hmm. and that was mind blowing for me. I mean, I've never seen such beauty really, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was on the East coast, I really didn't get around very much. Uh, and then I had this experience to go with this beautiful woman, Sidonia Cahill and appreciate parts of California that most people don't even know of. But it, the word respect comes to mind. You know, I discovered an incredible respect for the planet that I never had before. And it's hard, you know, we have to put a word to it, but I don't really know how to describe it in a way that people would experience this with you. Because I think, don't you think parts of it are indescribable? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're not going to capture it in a photograph. Mm-mm. You know, and when we talk about respect, you know, I think a lot of times it's easier to respect things that are outside of ourselves, where really what we most need is to be able to respect ourselves. Yeah. You know, and giving yourself that time and space to respect and love yourself actually is one of the secondary results of being in a place so majestic as the High mm-hmm. Sierras. Mm. or the Andes, or the Patagonian ice fields. And I really would fathom saying, even in the line at the bank when you're frustrated. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, I cannot believe I'm standing in a line at a bank (laughs) to cash this check. I cannot believe I have to wait. And, oh, it's so hot. And when are they going to ever get this done? And you're standing in the line. There's still nature there. Mm -hmm. There's still respect to be had. And people. And people and and the nature of people. Exactly. And that's it. I just had that happen at the bank. I I stopped at the bank before I got here. Mm -hmm. And I I don't usually come to a bank here. I I have a bank close to my house, but (laughs) we stopped at the bank. And uh, the uh, woman that was at the, she said said something to me like, oh, unlimited possibilities, because that's my company's name. Awesome. And I said, yeah, yeah. She says, like, okay, so what do you do? And I said, oh, well, we're a media communications and broadcasting network. And that came out of my mouth. And I thought, when did that happen, Pat? When, what? You You ever have a moment where you have such deep gratitude for your life? That like every I mean, morning, 
I'm standing there with my eyes filling up, and this is a woman that's trying to get me to put my card, swipe my card, (laughs) and we're having this conversation. But this is the gift that we can give ourselves. Yep. We, and that's what I love about talking with you, because there's a gift in what you do beyond any words you and I can talk about. So what I'm going to encourage that those of you listening to the show to do, when you go to the website, when you go to PatagoniaAdventureExpeditions.com, PatagoniaAdventureExpeditions.com, when you go there, do this, because I did this this morning. Don't read anything for about 90 seconds. Don't read the words. Just don't, don't read the words. Just go, go to the website and just look. look. Look for a minute. Just take a minute and look. And you're going to see a slider. You're going to see an image that's going to pop up. And I just want you, just for this short, brief minute, imagine you're that person that's standing there. Just imagine for just 90 seconds what that must feel like. Give yourself that time to have your heart fill with the possibilities of what you could experience because we don't even take 90 seconds for that. Nope. You don't have 90 seconds because somebody's honking at you. That's what I did when I first (laughs) went to the website. Beautiful. I I was like... (laughs) Linda's like, did you read about Jonathan? Did you read about... And this was like, I don't know, a month ago... And I said, oh, I said, I'm just watching the video and I'm looking at the pictures. And I'm like, and I said to her, there's one of the pictures on the website. And I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I was one of these people trekking. You know, you could see them. And she says, well, you're afraid of ice and walking on ice. And I said, oh, that never entered my mind. Isn't that interesting? Yep. I want to ask you this question. Because we'll get you to think about it, not walking on ice, but I, walking on water. I, I didn't and even that. think about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Don't think about walking on oh, water. <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> but, but what is this like for you to see people change? That's what I want to ask you about. Folks can go look at the website and they can look at everything that's going on here and really lean into what this could be like. Mm-hmm. But what is it like for you and your team of people as they watch people change. Because remember I said to you my first time mm-hmm. I was on the Vision Quest. Mm-hmm. All other times I was part of the council yep. watching other people. Mm-hmm. And mm, mm-hmm. I was, I couldn't even describe what, what, I, what it felt like. Yep. But what, what has that been like for you? Uh, it's, it's, that's a, it's what charges my battery, mm. you know? So it's like, it's that, it's the Banco de Buena Onda. It's the, the bank of good vibes. Mm-hmm. It's really the only bank on the planet I've ever found that actually pays you back, right? So if you invest good energy out there in people. And so the woman at the bank you were talking about, yeah. that happens to me every day. And I look for yeah. that every single day. Like that simple looking at a smile come across somebody's face is that recompense for that mm. positive energy that I've put out there through my interactions. Mm-hmm. And so when it, 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 it astounds me if it happens at the bank for 30 seconds. So when it happens on the trail after nine days, Mm. 10 days, it's something that you don't even have to talk about. You feel it so deeply that it is. It's like honestly tapping into that energy that allows grandmothers to lift a car off of their grandchild that they would never be able to do physically. But because of that emotional link to it, 
they have power beyond their powers, mm-hmm. right? And so when I see people transform, that charges my battery and my yeah. team is my team and they get, the, they get the same in their individual way recharge of enabling people to empower themselves mm-hmm. through walking, right? And to be, and to hang with it and go through that process. And some people will, it'll happen to them the first day. Some people, it will never happen to them. And some people, it happens on day nine. It doesn't matter when it happens. It just matters how it happens. And every time it does, though, it's it's that unspeakable smile that yeah. comes from inside. You know, this is funny. We're talking about this because uh, Jessica and I were talking this morning about where we were three years ago and where we are today. We're fundamentally not the same organization And she asked me why. And I I basically said, because we're listening to what the people we work with want, not with what we think we should provide. And so we're having difficulty describing ourselves because we don't just put people in a radio hosting position. And I said, you know, isn't it really fun to help people see their full empowerment potentiality, and then help them get there through what we do. And that's why we have a hard time describing it in media terms. I would imagine that you do too, because we're really talking about a relating at such a deep and I think core level that the pictures for me were so telling. I mean, I could feel myself there. What is it that people say to you after? What do they say? Do, are they able to describe what the experience has been like? Because when I came back from the desert my first time, I wrote a journal. I was bitten head to toe by yep. bugs. Yep. I was filthy dirty because yep. there are no showers. Yep. You don't shower. Filthy yep. dirty. And, um, and I couldn't describe it, so I read my 10-day journal to people. But I can't really, even to this day, describe what that experience was like. Yeah, right. But nobody can ever take it away from you. Like no. it transformed you. And, and you know oh, what? Yeah. It, I don't even think it needs to be defined. Yeah. You know, I think I, I'd, I'd rather see it than, mm-hmm. and feel it mm-hmm. than say it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, a lot of times, like as soon as it's said, it's it kind of self-defeats itself. Mm-hmm. And so... That's where I find myself in such a quandary, right? Because um, <laughs> I, I find myself as, a, as an ecotourism outfit. And I just think that's so wrong, right? If I'm, you know, having people buy Gore-Tex made in, in around the world, right? And then get on a jet airplane and fly down to glaciers to talk about climate and glaciers and the, the weather processes, I'm kind of, you know, self-defeating myself. Mm-hmm. And so... When people ask me what I do, what do I do? I live, <laughs> right? And it's as big and as broad as that. And so when people, when people plug into not defining something and just allowing it to feel, I think the greatest thing that anyone ever said to me after a trip was actually no words at all. And it happened with a group of eight from Seattle, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. who's so gracefully and just incredibly embodying and personifying the love of Seattle and its geography and having us stay with them in Seattle. But what we did was we got in a big circle in a big hug and we said nothing to each other for a minute. And we looked in each other's eyes and we smiled from the inside out 
and we just knew that we had become parentela. And parentela is one's chosen family. So it's not somebody that you, you can choose your, your wife or your spouse or your partner or whatever, um, but you can't choose your parents. Yeah. But then the people that you actually choose to become family with. Yeah. Because of a uniting transformational experience. Yeah. Right. Through the wilderness. That's the unsaid is the most powerful for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, part of this, too, is these are fun times. I, I mean, I can look at these as fun times. Yeah. There were some funny, funny moments. I mean, you would think, you know, mosquito bitten, bug bitten. There were funny, funny moments out there, you know. So I actually do a talk when I'm asked to keynote speak. There's a talk that I give that uh, if you could choose anywhere on the high Sierras, where to build your medicine world, where would you choose? Mm -hmm. And then I talk about I, I decided to find the highest point that I could find that I could carry all the water I needed for like four days up a hill on the top of a hill. And I found this wood thing. This wood, beautiful driftwood pile. Yep. And I'm up there and I'm in the rock. There's rocks and the sun is beating down on the rocks. And you got to build your medicine wheel. And once you get in the medicine wheel, you cannot come out. You can't come out for 24 hours. And I tell the story of you might want li to look at who lives in the driftwood before you close that medicine wheel. And, I, I, the, and my gosh, for 24 hours, day and night, I shared th that space with a family of lizards. Nice. Uh, but, you know, the these are family. the things that you get to experience. That's right. Right? Yep. Uh, what would you find in your life and what you do? What, would you, what is the message that you take from this experience and bring forth to the world? That... That we're the drivers of our lives, that mm -hmm. we are truly the captains of our boats, that we don't have to be sheep. We can be shepherds. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I think the lesson is that we have the choice how to see how to how to set our outlook. We can choose to go down the negative path or the positive path. And with the more diverse experiences you have in life, the darkest of dark mm -hmm. to get to know the whitest of whites. If you can get to know 100, it means nothing if you don't know zero. So really, it does, you know, take on this yin and yang, this, you know, there's two sides to every coin. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge for me is to have empathy for those extremities of the duality of everything. Mm -hmm. And then the empowerment of me being able to choose how I am going to present myself with that information. Mm. How am I going to represent it? How am yeah. I going to think about it? My yeah. flight's canceled. I, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose a meeting. If I just turn around and say, I accept that I'm not going to bring a new airplane here because I can't. All right. I'm going to wait for my flight and I turn around and I can promise you that I'm going to at some point find an amazing person to get into a conversation with. Yeah. That's going to turn me on to another thousand doors that are just a beautiful adventure in themselves if I choose to go down it. Mm -hmm. Or I can sit there and I can rake on the person behind the counter. And what does that do? That just leaves people not wanting to smile. And so if it's really about smiling at the end of the day, right, you have to be realistic. You have mm -hmm. to understand that negative side, but you have to see both and then to empower yourself to choose.
You know, I want to ask you a question because, you know, I want to make sure people know that there is an opportunity for them to participate. What is the best way for people to find out more? I mean, I we live in the adventure capital. Are these the listeners that listen to this show? They are the best on the planet, and they're like all in. And I could see the text that I just got here online that says, "Are you going to tell us how we can go on this trek?" Yeah. All right. I'll give you some data. I mean, so this is yeah. It's because I'm. This is an I mean, invitation. We, like first and foremost, you have to make sure that this is the right trek for you. Yeah. Because I don't like to do things that are not. Don't cross off the three important things. Like it's the right thing, the right people at the right time. <laughs> and so once that's set, it's it's um it's a moral agreement that we make that we're gonna come walk with us. And so what does that mean? That means that you're gonna hop on our website adventurepatagonia.com or patagoniaadventureexpeditions.com and get in there and write me. I will, Jonathan, I get the contact emails, right? We're a small little company with a lot of power. So get in touch with us on the email and I will send you our calendar. What, what you can expect from us is that we will take care of your breakfast, lunch, dinner. We will give you everything that you can poop well, which is a part of the health, and definitely to be able to sleep well. And so giving you that basics and giving you exclusive access into this wilderness, you're going to go walk. You're going to sweat. You're probably going to bleed at some point. You're going to get tired. You're going to get hungry. You're going to have challenges. You might even cry. I love tears. They are one of my favorite things on the planet. Besides like hot pretzels and really good mustard. But um, I love those too. I know. Oh, my God. I know. I felt it. I got the vibe. Did you get it? Yep. Let's go for a pretzel after this. Oh, my God. Pretzels are like the. Uh... <laughs> and, and, and we will feed you. And so what you do is you get online and this is not it's expensive. So to walk with us for 10 days is six thousand dollars. The land cost getting to Chile is a big flight. You're going to fly overnight from either L.A. or Toronto or Miami or Dallas. And you fly overnight on Latam Airlines and you get to Santiago. You fly two and a half hours south of there to Balmaceda Airport. That's where Andres Mora or Andrew Blackberry will meet you. And he is the, the logistical mastermind of this island inside the continent of the Aysen region. He will get you down to us where you will meet your guides. And to walk with us means you're going to go out for eight days camping out. There's one guide for every guest on every trip. So every single guest has their own personal guide wow. for those moments where it's nice to have that hand there. These guides are amazing. They are the personification of the highest quality geography you could imagine in a human form. They personify Patagonia like no other. Mm. And they will t- take you on a companionship experience that gives you access to just that. Transform yourself. When we are called, right, to something, Mm. and clearly going up in the high desert, that costed money. That cost money, too. I mean, you know. Yeah. uh, So does going on vacation to Disney, Uh right? This is really, for me, when I think about it, I couldn't have had a more valuable investment in myself than doing that. I mean, it changed my life. When I I couldn't finish my doctorate and then go do that business thing, it, it couldn't right. happen. Right. I wouldn't be here today, I don't believe, without that. Because now I get to live my life 
from a place of passion and purpose and not knowing everything. You know, I live in a very unknown environment. And, you know, I wake up every day and I say, I don't know what I don't know. But I'm telling you, I'm so open to know and learn. And I think that's what you 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 help people with. Because what I've looked at and what I've what I've seen and what you do opens the heart for people in ways we've forgotten. See, I don't think we're incapable, do no, you? No, not at all. No, no at no. all. No, but there's I just mean, a lot of noise. But we're 24-7. Yeah. We're on the phone. We're this. Yep. You know, we're like, oh, okay, the radio show. Then you got four meetings and this and that. Yep. But you know what? You got to take the time to, to, I believe, to save our That's lives. Right. That's right. I want to talk to you about this, too, though, the student part of it, because Sedonia, too, had students, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What is it that you do to help these students? Is it in a way that they get to know what their own backyard and beauty is? Because their lives change, too. They're not simply students. They're part of the adventure, right? Yeah, they are. I love that you do that, by the way. They are the future. I love that you do that, by the way. Yep. Yeah, we take interns from all over. Right. Yeah. Right. It's it's the investment you can make every single day in a better future is by I see that you ed, you invest in education. And it's something that we can do every single day. And with the access that we've created, I think what I do is I give I give the region um, and the students from there a evaluation of not only their landscape but their skills as incredibly competent backcountry livers with their their families that have grown up on isolated ranches right i've given i've broadened the horizons of what the definition of the bottom line is it's not just a number at the bottom of the page of how much money you made i'd broaden that horizon to how many lives did you impact how many how many um, barriers did you push a little further back there of what's possible right how many people did you make feel confident and humble in their own backyard. And so that's really where the educational component comes in. And I just don't think it's, um, and and that's the way I see the democratization of what I do Mm -hmm. because I've created such an exclusive trek for only 111 people in a year. Yeah. Yeah. Sedonia did the same. It's during eight weeks. It's during eight months. It's one group of four people once a week. And that's it. And the rest of the time, the trail rests. The nature rests. Humans aren't there. And so with those other days of the week and those other opportunities and our human capacity to guide there, how, how can I create more utilities from our human and physical infrastructure that we've based? Mm-hmm. Education. Because if the student also comes from Cochrane, right outside of the town, the town outside of my home mm-hmm. and in the area, if the, the carbon footprint is a millionth of a student from here. And so you, that's where I start balancing out and being consequential with my actions, that everything has a negative side. So the tourists or the trekkers that come down and trek with us, mm-hmm. there's an incredible positive. That's the economic motor that creates jobs, that makes people value their capacity to guide international people from around the world in their backyard, mm-hmm. in this incredible environment. But then... That negative side is the carbon footprint, you know, breaking down the the environment, right? Right. The airplane noise, just the buying of the Gore-Tex. Right. And so I offset that consequentially with the investment in kids from the local high school, getting out there, learning what their backyard is. And hopefully with the idea that they're going to be so much better than me 
if I do my job properly, that they're going to be able to take it to the next level in the future. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm just part of a process. I don't have to do everything. I just have to start. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just about starting from a good place, healthy, solid, realistic place, accept your failures and just keep going. Mm-hmm. When it's no for an answer and you really don't think it's a no, then make it a yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because, you know, I think you and I are sitting here today because we've had to do that, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an inner voice that I think guides me today, and I, I would assume it guides you as well. Sometimes it may go with the and be aligned with the general population, and but mm-hmm. a lot of times it's not. Yep. But it's um, us that drives it's it. It's us that's driving it. I want to ask you this question. Um, what would you say has been your greatest lesson since making this decision? What, 20 years ago or whatever? Yeah. What's been your greatest lesson? My greatest lesson was <laughs> that there's nothing worse than accepting your own fallibility. mm than not doing anything about it, mm. right? So really, like, that's the greatest lesson, that one, I'm fallible, I'm going to make mistakes, and you know what, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But that I can do something about it, mm. right? And so it really, what that lesson did was it, it alleviated me from concentrating on the ins- inconsequential. Mm-hmm. So that I'm not going to worry about the flies that are flying around me. I'm only going to worry <laughs> about the flies that land on me. <laughs> Because the ones that are flying around me aren't touching me and they, right. they're, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like spiders too because mm-hmm. they catch flies, mm-hmm. right? And so what it did, it, it really focused me to concentrate on really what's important. Um, instead of getting caught up and wasting time on things that are unconsequential. Mm-hmm. Um, it, in the world today, we started the show out talking about the noise and you know, if you were to take a poll, and there are people that take these polls. Oh, surely. And they ask people. And they're always 100% correct. They're like a million. A million percent yeah, correct. Million Got it. Yeah. yeah. That's at least <laughs> million great. percent Great correct. stat. You're right on it. Thank you. All right. Million, I know. Did million, you like that? Million. I love it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, Fact checker. The one question that it generally they don't ask is... If you really wanted to do something in life, but you were really afraid to do it, do you have what you need to have to take action? See, I think that's the question. Because I'm not saying looking at this adventure that there there aren't some of these photos that make me a little bit scared. Mm-hmm. But would that be enough to hold me back? If if it is, it should. And if it's not, it won't. It won't. Yeah. You know, this hour has gone very, very fast. I want to thank you so much for today. Um, and you know, for those of you that I know that have called into the show and you're listening to this from wherever you're listening, especially my Australia friends out there, um, this is where you get to ask yourself the question, am I worth giving myself myself back? That was the question I had to ask myself. One last question for you, Jonathan. Thank you. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Oh, my gosh. I think the word. Yeah, the personal message is definitely this, that the quality 
And the value of diversity is not about the sheer numbers of different things you have going on, but about how well those different things get along. And so to land that into a personal message, it's don't concentrate on who is your friend. Mm -hmm. Concentrate on how is your friend. Concentrating on the quality of relationships, right, with the base of being honest, telling the truth, doing the best you can, and letting go of the outcome is a baseline for finding that magical wilderness in the bank line, Mm. finding that inner voice where you can quiet things down. Hearing that inner voice, if you really concentrate on the quality of your relationships, of yourself with others, everything else will will fall in line. I love it. And again, we can uh, all the, the those of you listening here or, or watching or whatever you're doing, go to, go to the website. There's a lot of information here. Um, and, and by the way, uh, there's a couple of other things here too. Patagonia Rising, I saw as well. Yep, Patagonia Rising was a great documentary yeah. filmed um, about the dam issue, yeah. uh, the da- that dam dam issue. Yeah. Um, and kind of, you know, the, the end result, how do we want to value our land? Do we want to mm. value it with the kilowatt hour or do we want to value it with its intrinsic nature? Yeah. Um, there's another one, a Red Bull. We trained yeah. um, re- incredible Red Bull athletes um, in a Shaolin monk methodology mm-hmm. of taking mm-hmm. them out of their normal habitat, which is the water and taking them into the mountains and training them spiritually, mentally, and physically to augment that millisecond capacity to make life defining decisions when yeah. they're underneath the 80 foot wave. Mm. Wow. Um, there's a, a great articles on, on earth magazine. Yeah. Um, there's some in French, there's some in uh, German, there's, yeah, you can find a lot of different ones on the website. They're incredible. So. And for those of you, go to PatagoniaAdventureExpeditions.com. If you've missed any part of this, go play it later on tonight. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you, Benny. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.